0: This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com. Today is Friday, January 20th, 2017. And I've been thinking for a few. Oh, wait, I have to tell you who I am. I'm supposed to be consistent. <laughs> uh, I'm an evolutionary astrologer, I'm an energy worker, and I'm a channel. I'm on the web at tdjacobs.com. And I do readings, consultations, including the newly uh, available, again, Soul's Journey Soundbites, which are 20 minute overviews of your soul's journey uh and uh tutoring and channel w3's and energy work and I do all kinds of stuff energetic program crystals all that's at tdjacobs.com so i've been um getting all the stuff done uh for work and just in my life and reorganizing my office and cleaning and blah, blah, blah all these things um and watching inauguration day approach and months ago i i did uh, several uh, audio pieces here on soundcloud that were meant to actually, I'm going to pick up these stones here. Hold on. Okay. Make a little noise. Um, that were meant to, um, give, uh, some perspectives on the bigger picture of, of what, um, a president elect, what a president, uh, Donald J. Trump, uh, means for the collective, uh, in terms of, um, why the collective, you know, from this bird's eye view, from this synchronistic view of whatever happens is actually for our highest good, even if it's very difficult or hurts, or doesn't seem to make sense logically, or is you know the opposite of what many feel they can deal with. So try to offer this bird's eye view picture and say um, one of the MP3s is called "The World Is Not Going to Shit," right? <laughs> uh, and I kind of offer this perspective. And in the last few weeks, I've had um, some parts of me. Uh, come forward with incredulity that this is happening. (laughs) The whole time I'm counseling people, I'm suggesting people get grounded, I'm explaining why, you know, energetically programmed crystals and meditation and energy work MP3s, uh, why they matter, why getting grounded is important, uh, you know, all this kind of um, uh, stuff that's like a higher expression of the work that I do. Well, I also have within me a satirist, who responds to responds from anger with jokes, okay, and making fun of things. So what I've been doing the last few weeks, I've been super busy and productive and really kind of, in a certain way, have more access to my brain than I have for the last 13 and a half years since starting this whole uh, process to become an astrologer, channel a medium, an energy worker, and a teacher – and so I've really taken advantage of having my brain back. So so I, as Inauguration Day approached, I wanted to do another message that contains what I'm gonna talk about tonight, or today. But I was really noticing my anger as well. And so when I did sit down to record something, it didn't feel right. And I didn't realize why until earlier today when I was watching, uh, the inauguration, uh, live on the web. And I realized that if I focus exclusively on providing some kind of supportive educational edifying, uh, message for you, stay grounded. The world is not over. Here's how to deal with pain. If I do that and don't say, holy fucking shit this makes me angry, then I'm not being authentic. I'm not real. So we all have different sides of us. And kind of the message uh, in this MP3 tonight is I want you to give yourself permission to feel what you're feeling and to think what you're thinking. Um, Whenever feelings come up, whenever anger comes up, whenever sadness or sorrow or grief or depression or rage <laughs> or any other kind of deep, intense thing comes up, we typically don't want to give into it. And we, and we don't want to do that because it can take over. So as I said, I have this satirical side of me that works often from anger. It's just a, a release valve. Um, and so it's normal to try to create humor from these negative states, Right. But it's also normal to have, um, you know, anger. It's also normal to be upset and be unhappy and sad and depressive. All these things are normal. So one of the main things that I do in my work is teach people how to manage emotions and how to honor the fact that parts of us feel things, but learn how to get grounded and centered so they don't... When we go into those states, we know they're temporary and we don't get lost in them. So I'll just... um, I'll just say a couple of the things that have really been bothering me is um, every cabinet pick. (laughs) Um, And we've been hearing the last couple of weeks a lot about these picks. Well, last couple of months, actually, since the election, we've been hearing quite a lot about speculation and then lists, and then it gets narrowed down, and then someone's actually nominated, and then we have recently heard some stuff from the confirmation hearings. And, um, you know, every word out of some of their mouths... I'm driving in my car, listening to NPR on the on the little radio thing, and for some of them, every single thing they say enrages me. the <laughs> the energy in their voice describes who they are and what they're about, and I hear that frequency and I'm pissed. Especially uh, EPA uh, Attorney General um, uh, Rick Perry, who's just I, my God, the most transparent liar I've ever heard, uh, being interviewed, uh, it was a pick for Department of Energy. And, uh, so, so all of it is just really kind of getting to me. I mean, when I hear anything about the EPA nomination and then the appointment, when I hear anything about that, even if I don't really grok the words in the moment, my heart sinks. So anyway, what I'm saying to you is this administration will be temporary it's normal to be upset if you are. Um, it's not normal to gloat. <laughs> if you, That's just, you know, ego indulgence. Um, but it's normal to have a reaction. And don't... I'm encouraging you not to shame yourself or judge yourself for feeling what you're feeling. And not hide your feelings. You can express them without throwing anger. You know, you can actually... Really make peace with the fact that you have such feelings. You don't have to throw it around at people. You don't have to be uh, disruptive, but really honor what you're feeling. Not everybody's unhappy about the outcome of the election. Uh, I mean it's it's amazing that two thirds of Americans don't you know didn't think he was qualified, but he still got elected. Um, you know, two thirds don't think he's qualified, but still almost 50% vote for him. It, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of amazing, but not everybody's upset. And, um, so that's okay too. The world is not going to shit. Um, we're seeing a division, but it's not permanent. It doesn't herald or signal the end of the world. Um, now I'm going to get into some of the astrology of, of what I'm seeing as this, Um, you know, the outcome of the election, right? This new administration coming in um, is actually indicative of a larger process from early 2008 to, it's either 2023 or 2024. I haven't looked up the date in a while. I don't remember offhand. But Pluto is in the sign of Capricorn. So, you know, roughly 15 years, maybe a little longer. Uh, Pluto, the sign of things crumble or that planet of things must crumble if they're not authentic and real. If they won't last and carry you into the future, they have to crumble, especially in Capricorn. Structures, um, authority, you know, who's in charge, what it means to be in charge, who has power when and why, you know, who deserves power, and then what is power, and what do you have to do to get it? Pluto is moving this herd of bulldozers through the institutions that we have relied upon to make us feel safe and secure, really to provide the illusion that we are safe and secure, that things are okay. Uh, if you, you know, you, you know, throughout, ho- however old you are, you, um, I mean, if you're older than like 15 years old, you probably seen, you know, been aware of certain politicians and office holders, and perhaps even specific presidents with, with, uh, with whom you disagree or whose, you know, policies uh, you're opposed to. You know, politics, policies, whatever. Um, but this is different. You know, this is a unique thing where the actual office, you know, the actual office now has a hole in it because of the hole in the person's head who is occupying it, you know, as of uh, noon today, Eastern time. So, you know, you, you've you been hearing, uh, if you've been listening to the radio, um, some Democratic representatives uh, in the house, saying, "I respect the office of president, but I'm not going to the inauguration and celebrate this particular situation." So even the authority inherent and the respect that seems due to somebody holding the office is up for grabs and in question for a lot of people. So Pluto and Capricorn, you know. In 2008, we had uh, this financial meltdown, the crisis, whatever, structure, structure, and who is in charge, ultimately, during Pluto and Capricorn times, will be revealed to not be worth being in charge, or to have uh, nefarious motives, or to not deserve it, or to be revealed as not trustworthy, or not... um, qualified, right? Capricorn's a sign of becoming competent. So that's what Pluto and Capricorn's about. Now, in your own life, it's about who's in charge of your life. Yet for a collective, you know, it's the same question, but it's a different kind of, you know, uh, thing that unfolds. Who is in charge and why? Again, this is not the same as you happen to disagree with the political tendencies or statements of policy of a person holding an office. This is different. This is kind of like, you know, inspiring a lot of people who have been working hard to be in their hearts and to be conscious and grounded and to live, you know, uh, compassionately and to live as uh, conscious citizens of, you know, the globe, you know, part of the collective, um, stewards of the earth, you know, a lot of people like that uh, wanting to shut down not being sure how to continue feeling this stuff and the upset, and I, you know, I, I actually I use Facebook for work, um, in a broad sense of posting stuff, and I run a couple of private groups and stuff. But, but I don't scan people's news, uh, scan my newsfeed, scan other people's postings quite often, um, because I'm just very affected by energy, and there's a lot of stuff I I need to focus on, and I am often distracted by the energy in a sentence it's even typed i get energy out of emails too like i connect to the person so so anyway i don't read facebook that much but i did notice some comments today where people say you know i I get what's going on here big picture but i'm still very upset and today i just cannot keep my shit together so that's kind of stirred me to um you know stirred me to uh to do a little message um it's normal to feel what you're feeling but get grounded if you're upset, if you're angry, it's okay. But get centered so that you can hold space for those feelings and you don't do anything self-destructive, self-harming in the long run. You know, you don't uh, do something that you would regret that is some kind of diversionary tactic to try to distract you from feeling what you're feeling. So on my homepage, tdjacobs.com, there's a free there's a link to a free 13-minute grounding mp3 if you haven't gotten it already i encourage you to do it encourage everybody on the planet to get it um and use it several times a day to to learn how to establish a new baseline for being grounded for being in the body for being in charge of your energy field one of the things that is happening on earth right now from from my uh, channeling perspective or channel perspectives that i brought through is that we're all uh, challenged or invited to learn what it means that we're energetic beings. W- w- the way I talk about it often is, it's important for us to learn new strategies and new, new levels of dealing with emotions. Well, energy happens around us and we are as, we are played as if musical instruments and emotion comes out. So a loud noise happens and you have fear. You're, you're affected by energy, you feel emotion. Same thing with somebody across the room uh... being happy or sad or angry or whatever you are affected by the energy that people give off just as they're affected by the energies that you give off thus far most of us over most centuries here on earth we haven't really learned what this means some people have gotten it and taught stuff but we're really in this place where to learn how to be in a climate where fear spreads so contagiously and, you know, realizing with Neptune transiting Pisces and the South node transiting Pisces now, in a few weeks or months, it's going to it's gonna change signs. But uh, we have experienced some collective things about being susceptible to the energies in the world around us and how fear spreads. You know, ob- Ebola scares are about this, um, um, immigration fears, and then also the fears of the people who have immigration fears, like the kind of like you know, fearing the conservatives or the neo-Nazis or whomever it is, these these uh, white white nationalists around the world are, you know, stepping up again. Um, you know, so anyway, fear is contagious. But for us to get grounded and centered and to learn how to intentionally manage our energy field is very important. So get the free 13-minute MP3 um, through TitoJacobs.com. When you go to the site, there's a you'll see a green picture of like a picture of trees on a hike. Click on that and you can listen to it online. And also from that spot, you can listen live or you can um, download the MP3 uh, to your device. Um, if it doesn't work on an iPhone, don't email me and ask me. How. I, I don't care about iPhones. And if you use an, if an iPhone only, I probably don't you know, get it. Anyway, I don't use it and uh, try a desktop if it doesn't work that way. But it's definitely available to download for free. It's 13 minutes and you get used to the process of being your body, connecting to the earth, and a couple of techniques of moving energy. So we need to be grounded so we can be sane we need to be grounded so we can be part of the world but not swept away by the contagion of fear we need to be grounded so we can make the right decisions for ourselves if you scan through the list i guess now it's 180 mp3s on soundcloud because i just finished uploading the entire archive of the soul's journey Uh, podcast. It was a radio show I did for almost three years uh, weekly. Um, Something like 140 episodes. Um, And so now if you scan through Suncloud offerings, look for the word grounding. Look for tiger iron. Those are the the key MP3s to talk about getting grounded, uh, including using those stones, but also the rationale behind it. Um, So it's okay that you're feeling what you're feeling. Honor that but also take steps to manage your energy. Uh, One of the things I'm doing right now uh, is, um, one of these private Facebook groups is, uh, for all of January, and I promoted this during December, and I just opened it up to people who have this particular MP3 set and people who wanted to buy it and then run through it with me in January. And it's 22 channeled energy work meditation MP3s. Um, that you can listen to in order or not, whatever I just said during January, I'll be available in this private Facebook group to support you, give guidance, give feedback, answer questions about emotional stuff, energetic stuff, about physical stuff that might occur, you know, about the channelings, about all the teachings, about the chakras. And um, what's been happening is people are learning more about getting grounded, so they can hold space for what they're feeling on Tuesday. Then they go to bed. They wake up on Wednesday, and they don't feel that thing anymore. And they're able to get grounded, and they say, oh, well, there's a contrast. Oh. Then they do another meditation later in the day of this 22 channel meditations. And then the, and the energy work happens when you tune into the voice on the MP3. It's, it's a set of Master Jehudi, who's also known as Thoth and Saint Germain and Merlin. Jehudi is spelled D-J-E-H-U-T-Y. And uh, Archangel Metatron. And I combine, basically I find both radio stations with my consciousness, bring the energy into my body, and then through my voice, channeling happens and energy affects the caller, even if you listen to it a long time after the call was recorded, which is what's happening now. And so then the person listens to another one and something in their energy field is affected and the two beings ask the listener to make certain affirmative, self-interested, self-respecting decisions. And then some other feeling occurs when they're going to bed, and then they wake up, and that's gone, and then something else happens, and then they process. But the point is, they're getting used to being grounded in what they may not realize is a very important way. Now, they're like, oh, I'm dealing with this emotion about my family thing, or my relationship thing, or my career thing, or my self-judgment thing, or... Um, what, whatever it is, something in their lives they're dealing with. It's a unique process, a unique a story for everybody in the group. You know, whatever he or she is dealing with is whatever he or she is dealing with. But they're learning that these things are temporary. So it's almost like a crash course in getting grounded because these things come up and then the anger happens and sometimes a physical manifestation, a headache, a rash or hives or... Um, something in the stomach, or a dizziness, a migraine. You know, different things come up, but they're learning to manage themselves as energetic beings. And frankly, this is what empowerment really is. So Put on Capricorn, take us back to that, is saying, oh, you think you can rely on somebody in the office of president to make you feel safe and secure? You think you can trust a politician? Not because all politicians are bad, Pluto says, but because when it's time for me to come to Capricorn, I'm going to destroy and make crumble and disintegrate whatever you think is going to keep you safe. Because your job, this universal messenger says, you know, Pluto, is to empower yourself by owning the power that you actually do have, which is making self-interested Self-respecting choices that create self-care, which is involves deciding every day that you're safe, everything's fine, you have choices, you can say yes and no, and that there's nothing wrong with you. I just brushed through, I brushed over some, you know, affirmations uh, from the lower three chakras, which is where a lot of the grounding process, you know, a lot of the hard work is. That spirituality is not in your upper chakras. It's in getting down to the lower ones and then extending from there all the time up into the upper, so all seven are open. But it is not in the sixth chakra intuition, it is not in the seventh chakra spiritual connector, it is not in the fourth chakra the heart. That's not where spiritual evolution occurs. It occurs through you being empowered by owning what you've experienced as manifestations of soul living human lives and owning your energy, which means owning your choices, owning your feelings, owning your responses. And so Pluto and Capricorn saying, oh, you think the, uh, you know, uh, a a particular um, uh, structure of retirement or IRA or a promise of a pension is going to keep you safe? Fuck that. Pluto's saying, oh, you think this structure, this uh, career, this relationship, this home you think that is going to make you safe? Screw that. Pluto's saying you have to take back the power to be the authority in your life. Nothing else will do. So, whatever it is, Capricorn, whatever structures, whatever authority figures, or even moral authorities you have relied upon to give you a sense that you're safe in the world, they will be revealed to be inadequate, unqualified. Liars, not viable, not tenable, not rely uponable. <laughs> I guess reliable covers that. <laughs> so uh, anyway, you um you have to make the decision. So who is in charge of your life? Pluto and Capricorn says. And so so now you know our connections to the collective, for some of us, who are doing our best to be more conscious and more compassionate people who are attempting to live in their hearts and respect other people and try to find ways of working together and, frankly, respect that not everybody is the same skin color or economic class. You know, people who are kind of on that wavelength, and apparently it's about half of us, uh, the people who care about other people more than just their narrow tribal group, um... You know, parts of us want to detach and shut down. Because why would we want to be part of a world where these values are elevated above our own? I think that in a very important way, Pluto and Capricorn also uh, shows us that we can't rely on our assumptions about how the world is structured. This thing about jobs in the U.S., The fear about, you know, like the economy is actually doing pretty well and unemployment rates down, but the liars on the campaign trail on one side of the story just kept lying about it and making up stuff that wasn't true. And people, you know, who have seen certain things and heard certain anecdotes and perhaps experienced a thing start to go into panic mode and they look to the demagogue who's promising to make it better. The person who's saying, I can fix this because my ego is the very definition of power, and I'm the only one who can fix it. So they believe it, because they care more about the fear that they're not supported, and they're looking for a stern, strict father figure, that phrasing, a stern father figure, a stern father or strict father, I think is how he says it, comes from um, an article I read, by the way, and it's worth so worth looking up. And what is his name? I can see his face now. His name is, uh, oh my God, I'm totally blocking. Wait, I gotta go look it up. <laughs> what is it? He is, oh my God, and I had the tab open for like days because I didn't want to forget, um... He's a linguist. He's in his 70s. I can't remember. He's retired from UC Berkeley. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to look it up and put it in the, put it in the audio later. Anyway, um, oh, wait. No, I can do it. I can just search. <laughs> it's, it's worth. Berkeley linguist. Of course, there's probably 5,000 linguists at Berkeley who show up. Um, George Lakoff. George Lakoff, L-A-K-O-F-F. And his website is george georgelakoff.com. And there's an article there, uh, something like um, why people vote for, why people voted for Trump and um, super important, super important. What's it called? Hold on one second. Uh, okay, not finding it, but anyway, you can you can look it up. It's, it's kind of long, but it's actually super important and talking about the the father figure and kind of the differences in different um, threads of conservatism um, and talking about which one Trump is and which one evangelicals typically fit in and all this stuff. Um, and it was very very instructive. Looking for someone to tell us what to do and to tell us that things will be okay is one of the marks of um, this this father figure thing. And it's a patriarchal structure. So it's a patriarchal... Now I have to close the guy's website because I'm staring at it. Oh, hold on. Uh, Okay, so um, so Pluto and Capricorn is also showing you what different authority looks like. Now, um, I said to uh, I think to some of my students recently, but also to my girlfriend uh, several times. I've said, uh, you know, this Trump thing also has to do with revealing or illustrating the zenith that is possible. Like the highest possible part of this trajectory of the assumption that power is if you have money and therefore if you have power, if you have money, then you're valid. And I really got this when I heard the uh, press conference. I know that he called it a news conference because he doesn't want to validate the existence of the press. And calling it a news conference, when Trump does that, he's saying, I'm delivering the news. Listen to me right, this ego thing, as opposed to acknowledging he's, you know, that one would be there to deliver information to the press. The press doesn't deserve respect or a place. So anyway, the press conference, every time he does that, I'm going to call it a press conference, um, where he gave out gold stars and demerits to different news organizations at the outset. There's no, there's no um, quantitative reality. It's just the qualitative judgment of his judgment. So anyway, the apex or the zenith of the possibility like he embodies this for the collective as well as the whole stuff about about misogyny and locker room talk and sexual violence against women and you know if you're famous they'll let you grab their pussy whatever as well as all that crap which i covered in an early mp3 about how he serves the collective in bringing this and then poking this sore spot and this wound you know ripping the bandit off over and over again banded on this huge gaping gash um and kind of like spitting salty spit in the wound, you know. In addition to that, he's showing us what happens when you, like, full out, full on, you know, full bore, believe that you are valid if you have money. Right? That power, you have it if you have money and therefore you're valid. Do you think that any journalist cares about his opinion But he thinks all others care about his opinion because he is the only person who matters. And that's really the worldview that he brings into the White House. Just as an aside, when I see um, pictures of his kids, uh, two in particular, Eric, looks like he's a candidate for breaking under the stress of being seen and judged and, you know, lorded over by this this egoic disaster, you know, nerf faced uh nerf faced in chief. Uh or orangutan in chief. Um he just looks like he's candidate for like cracking, you know. And then I think about uh the little one Baron, he 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 is too. Anyway, so I wanna say this about Trump. You, um you can find a karmic profile, actually several. There are three MP3s in the 180 set where I do a profile of Trump in one way or another. Uh, one of them is very brief. The one from a couple of years ago on the soul's journey is actually very brief. Um, but what I want to say is that just kind of refresh your memory so we can have more understanding about what's going on with this egoic issue. One of the things is uh, the sun in his chart is conjunct the north node in the 10th. That means it's opposite the south node. Whenever a point it's opposite the south node, of the moon, uh, which represents karmic conditioning and our, the place we begin in a, a bunch of lives, like what families and environments our soul plops us into as helpless, clueless babies, um, when the sun is opposite that, we have not been taught how to have a healthy ego. We always are super attuned with the planet conjunct our north node natally, to people who embody extremes and stereotypes of that energy. So, like, if you had Jupiter conjunct your North Node, you'd be super attuned to people who believe things, people who take risks, people who have a ton of self-confidence, but you might not feel that way yourself. You might not think that's who you get to be, because in a bunch of lives, it's 180 degrees or opposite where you are. It's far away. So, he has a son there. So, he's never been taught how to have a grounded, healthy ego, how to mature with self-expression how to take up space in a room in a healthy way that respects other people. He's never been taught that. So he naturally carries a bunch of assumptions about what it should look like. So he's very attuned to dictators and fascists and strongmen, right? He's like, he he fucking wants to cuddle up with Vladimir Putin, who's like a despicable person and a shitty le- and a terrible leader, unless you're talking about being uh, you know, a strict father figure, fascist, paranoid jacket. And, okay, so, <laughs> I've done a karma profile of Putin, too, in the episode uh, called Russia's LGBT Problem. Uh, there's a profile in there of Putin, as well as the chart of Russia, and talking about how they're connected with this hatred of, uh, you know, this persecution and hatred of uh, all things not straight. But anyway, um... You know, he admires dictators. It's revealed. It's, you know, (laughs) look for the headlines, look for the, you know, tweets. Um, So he thinks, he has an an assumption of what leadership looks like. Sun in the 10th house. He assumes he knows what it should look like. Now it's in Gemini, but he's not open. He's not open-minded because he carries in the assumption of what strength what leadership looks like he I'm sure he believes that he has character and if anybody who does have character says anything to him he he freaks out so anyway um, the healthy ego thing is one of the major things his soul was is, is having him explore during this life so his soul outside time portion of divine consciousness goddess and God Heart centered energy, just like your soul and my soul, is sitting outside time with this cup of hot cocoa, you know, watching on this this little TV screen that is the erupt, you know, the, the way that <laughs> it's kind of a joke, it's not a TV screen, but kind of watching Donald J. Trump explore this and saying, Oh, okay, well, if I think that I am the only person who matters, and my opinion is all, if I believe that I'm valid because I have money, which is this thing that all humans over the course of, you know, many, many lifetimes, over thousands of years of Earth are going to explore. If I, have the, if I have the means to survive, then I'm valid, right? If I have money, that means I have status, that means I have power, that means I can do whatever I want, that means that I'm important. You know, we're exploring that. And so the soul is saying, okay, if I am just completely fixated on how my opinion is the only thing that matters... Okay, that's what it feels like. Okay, that's how others respond. Okay, that's what it feels like when they respond. That's how this human is going to respond given the set of beliefs and assumptions. Okay, great. Soul is like check. But that person's soul is just like yours and mine. And that person is on a journey. So the soul learns, if I believe this and choose that, and this is what it feels like and that's what happens, Oh, okay, that's what it's like. Check. Let me check that off the billions of things that I'm going to experience over the course of many lifetimes. In some other life, as an example, he's not being this huge ego. He's not risking taking up all the air in the room or in the universe. In some other life, somebody like him is telling him he's a piece of shit. And so he gets this idea that being a bully is how you run things. Anyway, so anyway, we're all over the map with all these things over time. Okay, that's just a little diversion Okay, about his chart. Well, he's also got Pluto and Leo on the 12th, and there's a big deal about that and feeling megalomaniacal. Because if you've been made to feel small and it hurts, you become angry. And people with Pluto on the 12th find out on a consistent basis that they can't control things. And one way to be, one way to do it is to become meek or depressed or angry and bitter and resentful. Another way is to become larger than life and to try to be as big as God, which is a huge part of his problem. Not only with the assumptions of what leadership looks like, but also with deciding to become God. A God, no, God, capital G God. That's how he thinks of himself. In the other karmic profile, I talk a lot about his south node, Ruler, which talks about his role in many lives, conjunct Chiron in Libra in the second house, and how all this stuff is compensating for being so sensitive and vulnerable. Seriously, I I, I wrote this on Facebook today. However long he's in office, I can't believe it's gonna be four years. I really I just not saying I'm incredulous, I can't deal with the idea. I do not believe that he'll be able to stay in office for four years because of all the crap he's setting up by not taking responsibility for his business stuff before he enters office. So as soon as he took the oath, he set himself up for a bunch of lawsuits and some of them may be successful. Anyway, there's a, you can find that on mainstream you know public media or whatever, uh, public radio interviews or, or wherever else. Um, Well, not wherever else, but you'll find it in some (laughs) sources where you can, you know, get news stories and and perspectives and commentary. Um, However long he's in office, sometimes go up and look up a video of him and put the mute on and just watch him talk and realize that his motivation is to try to assert that he's good, to assert that he's valid, to assert that he matters. Because deep down, there's the chironic wounding that he doesn't matter. He believes he is worthless and a personal, personally a shit. He has to have money to have confidence, and then of course he lies about how money, how much money he has. But he has to have what people assume is power in order to feel valid. I mean, there's an irony in this because he has now, you know. Ascended to the top office in the land. The most powerful person in the country, the most power not all powerful, of course, checks and balances, blah blah blah, which he's gonna learn about firsthand, harsh core. But also, um I mean he's you know, Republican Senate, Republican Congress, whatever, but there's still you you're not a dictator, and he actually approaches it like he's God, like he's Zeus, like he's a dictator. Um, but which is just won't it just won't fly. You can't just do anything. But he thinks he should be able to anyway. So he's ascended to this top office, but he knows he didn't win the popular vote. So there's a there's a question about validity, which is why he harps on how he won in a landslide if you don't count the millions of illegal votes. So all everything he's about is about preemptorily overcompensating and distracting you from his self-esteem problems. I'm going to say this in everything I do on him, every audio and blog piece I do on him, um, for as long as he's in office and probably later, because this is an example, courtesy and part of Pluto and Capricorn saying, oh, you think that you're safe because someone is in the office of the presidency? Like, Depending on politics, whatever, you think you're safe? Here is a tang faced buffoon. Here is a liar. Here is somebody who evidences an absolute, absolute absence of character. I will say, and I said this in an MP3 a while ago, I do believe that he cares about family. But other than that, like I don't think he, I, I don't feel intuitively that he is an abusive, Bully dictator in his family. Uh, I just I just don't feel that intuitively. I feel anyway. But um, ev- to everyone else, you know, he's he's like he'll like he's like what he is. But Pluto in Capricorn says, "Do you respect this person?" And Pluto's like baiting you, <laughs> like like uh, teasing you and trying to lure you into the trap of, well, I mean, he got elected to be president, so he must have something going on, right? But everybody except people who are blinded by the fear, the kind of like, this is where I get into the territory of, I don't want to be too insulting to people. But anyway, when you see people or listen to them, like on the camera or on the microphone right, in the audio, of of how they support him, Half of them are like seemingly reasonable and they have a reason for voting for him. And the other half look like people who just can't wait for the yelling to start so they can yell at the rally. (laughs) Anyway, I'm trying not to be okay. So um, I have so many thoughts on this. I'm a little scattered. Sorry about that. I'm actually grounded, but this is just so much going on here. To um, so put on Capricorn is saying, Do you respect him? Why do you? And so the people who believed the promises that he offered are going to find out that he is going to find out that he's not God, that he's not the only person who matters. So put on Capricorn, do you respect him? And Pluto's sitting there, like, watching you figure it out. If you're like, hell no, Pluto is saying, well, are you upset that he's president? And if you say, hell yes, Pluto is saying, does he really affect your life? And some of you might say, well, of course. And Pluto says, are you in charge of your life? Does it matter what is in your life? Are you in charge of what's in your life, or are you going to be distracted by this circus that I'm helping to orchestrate for the higher, for the higher purpose, the higher highest good of the uh, collective's evolution? To stop thinking that someone in an office deserves respect, you, Pluto says, deserve respect, but the only person who can actually respect you, the only person who can, in truth, in fact, for reals, validate you is you. So what are you doing to create self-respect? Pluto says. <laughs> you know, so, so to be upset about this collective event, there's no shame in that. To have feelings and thoughts and opinions. To have some worry and anxiety. To meet parts of you who think the world is going to shit. It's not. But to meet those parts of you, (laughs) that's normal. That's okay. But get grounded. Take this entire scenario as a cue and as a hint. To be more respecting of your own choices. To look at what energies you want in your life to evaluate what media you consume, what food and drink you consume, to evaluate the conversations you have with people, to be clear that stuff like Facebook and Twitter are in many ways, if they're used a lot, distractions for your brain to stay occupied and, quote, keep up with what's happening, unquote. Keep up with the people I'm connected to, unquote, etc. What do you need to do for yourself this week to create more self-respect what is it that stops you or has stopped you or prevented you from doing it already this is the real message of having this absurd figure in this office (laughs) I can't take that guy seriously, some of you might say. Well, take yourself more seriously. Make self-interested, self-respecting choices that create self-care. I'll tell you, the third chakra, the belly, the solar plexus, above the belly button, below the bottom of the ribcage, is the seat of personal power. One of the affirmations for this, and you can get the full story in the Chakra Course Part One, covers the lower three chakras and about three and a half hours of audio. And it's extremely, like I talked about the 22 days of MP3 meditations, the channeled energy work MP3s. Those are an experiential process about the, all the chakras. But to learn the channel perspectives I brought through from Ascended Master Jehudi, you know, Thoth Saint Germain Merlin, to learn that, that's all contained in the Chakra Course Part One on the first three chakras. All that's on the channeled audio stuff, a channeled audio page on tdjacobs.com. But in the third chakra, one of the affirmations is, I alone define who I am. But that doesn't make a lot of sense to people because of course I define who I am. It's more complicated and it's layered and tricky. But one of the other affirmations is, um, all of my choices are based in self-respect and lead to self-care. If you just focus on that, you will see what parts of you run your life day to day, month to month, year to year, who don't make choices that build self respect and self care. So, doing that affirmation would totally revamp your entire life if you really stick with it. So, Pluto says, Are you in, tr- Pluto and Capricorn specifically, are you in charge of your life? And your brain will say, Uh, next question. Or I don't have time for a question because I have to see the picture that my friend posted. I, I I posted the other day a video. My girlfriend sent me a link. She sometimes sends me videos and pictures, and and it totally needed diversion and distraction. And one of them was this horse. <laughs> the best one ever was this horse in a, you know, in a in a grassy pen, a big kind of a big big place. And the horse had a rubber chicken in its mouth, and first was like kind of squeezing it a little, and was going squeak, squeak. And then the horse starts, it picks it up in its mouth, and put, does its head up and down, like head banging to make this thing go squeak, 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 squeak to make the to make the noise, you know. And it's, like playing with it to hear the noise because it's fun, right? So no, I gotta go look at the. I don't have time for these questions, your brain says. i got to go look at that cat video, the thing with the horse and the rubber chicken. Um, but Pluto will not let up. So the sooner <laughs> the sooner you decide to be self-respecting, the better. Now, related to this right now is the imminent station retrograde of Jupiter and Libra, which is opposing Uranus and Eris and Aries. And um, Jupiter in Libra asks us to expand through relationship, but also regarding what's fair and building bridges together. But Jupiter is not luck and abundance. Jupiter, in fact, reveals what needs to go so that we can welcome the famed opportunity that's related to it and associated with it. So things that keep us from building bridges, things that keep us from being open and communicating and saying yes and no, those things, buttons get pushed, especially because it's opposing Eris and Uranus and Aries. So right now, and that happens, I don't know, like February 5th or 6th, Jupiter stations, and will be retro until early June. And it's going to go from 23 Libra back to 13 Libra, so just be aware of your astrology chart if you are, and what it might touch. But anyway... Your intolerance for what is unfair is now set to be heightened. Your inability to keep your mouth shut in the face of what really pisses you off may be hampered. Your you know your ability to be cool may be a little hampered right now. Maybe a little um, dampened. As I said. Feel what you're feeling, but get grounded too. So you can respond. So Pluto is square the Jupiter, Pluto is square the Uranus, Eris. If you've been keeping up with astrology over the last few years, you know that between 2012 and 2015 there were seven Pluto Uranus squares, Pluto and Capricorn, Uranus and Aries. A lot of those involved Eris actually, which is not something that we we, we know a lot about. Uh, it's been discussed in astrology just a little over 10 years, 11 years. Uh, was discovered in 2005, given the name Eris in 2006. So, so this is new in astrology. And um, competition, chaos, strife, discord, pushing people's buttons is a, is a huge part of it. So right now, your tolerance may be low, but it's incredibly important to realize that if other people or your obligations or the structures in your life or your connection to the collective are keeping you from feeling empowered, for making, keeping you from making the right decisions for the right reasons, it is absolutely imperative that you decide to make self-respecting choices now. What most humans don't know, and this is really part of the thrust of the chakra course, what most people don't know is that they are emanating energy that is in fact a series of divine commands. What you think and believe... About life, the world, others, and especially yourself is what occurs, what happens in 3D in front of you in your life. So say no to what doesn't work for you. Check in with yourself in your third chakra. Does this choice, you know, I have these three choices, these three options right now, I have to pick one. Which one, you know, how do I, f- how is, um, how does each fit? on the self-respect scale. Does this make me feel better about myself? Is this healthy? Does this help me like myself more? Does this build confidence? Or does this leak energy and feed a negative self-image? That's the empowerment in the third chakra, but every choice, every day. And Pluto and Capricorn is saying, are you in charge of your life? And if not, what can you do right now and in 10 minutes and tomorrow morning and next week what can you do every day to change that? So, however long this guy's in office, and and if he leaves, of course, you know Mike Pence will be the the president. You know the the new vice president, and he's just like you know stern father figure. You know, anyway, he's like actually what people say is conservative. You know, not not Trump. But anyway, um, however long this administration lasts, you're gonna be challenged to deal with how empowered you feel because you're gonna see that a lot of people feel disempowered and things are happening that don't seem to help you or others or really don't help. So however long he's in office, the Collective has this mirror this is what it's like when you think power, because of money, makes you valid. Real Plutonian empowerment, and I've said this many times and I'll say it many more times, is absolute, unflinching, unapologetic self-awareness. You know, I, I feel this, I'm honoring my feeling, you know? And then followed by unconditional, right? But absolute, unflinching, unapologetic self-acceptance. Yes, I am fucking pissed that these assholes are going to fucking ruin every goddamn fuck. Okay, you know, abs. yeah, I accept that I'm angry. I accept that I'm scared. I accept that I'm sad. I accept that the more I hear about what's going on, part of me wants to get depressed and check out. I accept that those feelings are occurring. I accept that I have those potentials. I accept that I have all the human feeling emotional potentials. But they, those feeling states, who feel out of control, who feel like everything's doomed, they don't get to be in charge of my life because I choose to be grounded, because I choose to be centered. I choose to be the authority in my life. I will not let Trump ruin my day, and I will not let your upset or fear or anger ruin my day. I will not let so-and-so's indifference about the injustice of this crap ruin my day. I will not let somebody, else, somebody else's avoidance or apathy about all things political and social ruin my day. I'm in charge of what I'm vibrating. So what does it mean for me to be self-respecting here? You just got like an almost an hour in MP3 as one example. What does it mean for me to be self-respecting? To honor what I feel, to admit it, to work with it, And also to look from the bigger picture and try to teach something positive as a result. Because nothing happens to you or me or any of us that isn't meant to show us more about the potentials of being human to go from fear, pain, doubt, shame, guilt, regret, sorrow, sadness, grief, into acceptance, compassion, fairness, love, faith. I'm, t, I'm tdjacobs.com at Tom Jacobs. <laughs> Thank you for your time and energy. Stay grounded. Stay clear. Stay sane. Get the MP3. Get a tiger iron. Be well.